Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics, like... Don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives. A couple that survived. He's kind of like an impetuous guy. In, in many ways, that's great. In some ways, it's tough when you're married. What leads them back to each other? Communication, conversation, and a realistic outlook on the world we live in. Your hosts, Anthony and Deirdre Scaramucci. This is Mooch and the Misses. So I'm sitting here reading Donald Trump's tweets about the Mueller report, and um, it's so funny. Why? Because he's like saying that the Mueller findings were based on Mueller's great intelligence. Meanwhile, if he discovered something that needed to be, you know, put out there that was negative. <laughs> Trump would be lighting him up like a Christmas tree. Like yeah. yeah. A Dumbo or whatever, but he's praising him because he didn't find anything. Funny. No collusion. Yeah, I mean, but that's what he does, but I mean, I I think this is very effective for the president, so Okay, but I mean, also it's... they spied on my campaign. We will never forget when that came across my screen this morning i i laugh sometimes at these things it's like so funny i think they did spy on his campaign though though. i mean i know the left wing goes nuts but i mean no i'm just saying i think that they made a decision that they thought that there were amateurs in the trump campaign and they thought that there were russians trying to meddle in the election and so they had this holier than thou approach they definitely didn't think he was going to win and so they said okay great let's spy on his campaign and make sure that they don't do anything inappropriate with a Russian governmental official or a spy or something like that. And and I think that's how the whole thing started. But I can tell you, as I've said repeatedly, you know, there was nothing on that campaign. And and Lindsey Graham said it better than me, honey. He said that Trump can't even collude with his staff. How the hell was he going to collude with the Russians? So to me, I think he's in the free and clear. I think we got to move past this. What mm-hmm. do you think? Yeah. Well, Thursday, they'll, you know, they'll release the report. We'll see what it says. And then the Dems will be mad still and think that there's something we missed or they left out. And that'll be how that goes. Moving on. Well, I'm I, glad they're I, releasing it, though. I think I, that we needed to have it and see it and make our own judgments. And But, you know, they can't release the entire report no, unredacted. You no, have to because you got to protect innocent right, people no. that may be in the report. Right. Let's, talk about the, let's talk about the Our Lady Notre Dame Cathedral. Yeah. What do you think there? I think it's really sad. It made me very, very melancholy yesterday to see that. Um, It's like very, uh, what's the word? It's like almost kind of representing, though, I feel like what the 
world is like right now. It's like burning to ash. Well, the Western civilization is under threat, right? I mean, that's one of the big issues. And so it's a metaphor for striking right at the heart of the Western civilization. But I mean, I think the the more fascinating thing that we have a tendency to forget about our history is that these buildings are actually not permanent structures. And so uh, if you go back to the seven great wonders of the world uh, from five, three, seven thousand years ago, the only thing standing that we can see is the uh, pyramids mm-hmm. in Giza. Mm-hmm. Everything else has faded, you know, and the, the great fire in Alexandria that took out the library, I mean, wiped out most of Greek science and most of, you know, Greek literature, ancient Greek and Egyptian literature. So, so you know, what, we, what we're faced with when you see a tragedy like that is a further recognition of the impermanence uh, to everything that there is. But what do you think started the fire? See, I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I don't want to go into no, all of that. No, I'm not trying to be but, but a conspirator I, right now. I'm just saying it's so odd that it could take out the whole structure. Like 400 firefighters couldn't ta- couldn't deal or or tame the fire. It was just like a massive thing. I just I'm so curious how it got so out. Okay, of Okay, so that that actually makes a little bit of sense to me because the fire. Uh, and the, the, those buildings weren't designed to be anti-flammable, and they actually weren't designed to allow for access by firemen pursuant to a fire right, code. It was say so in, long ago, twelve sixty, you know, they yeah, were not exactly. About so, that. so yeah. they weren't thinking about that. So now, you know, all of that technology and equipment that they were trying to get into the building, they were having a hard time reaching the parts of the building they needed to to extinguish the fire. So, it was a combination of all of those things. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I just find it so sad. I don't know. It really made me sad. Is making me sad when I look at pictures. Um, I don't know if you saw the picture of the altar that was remaining. There was a um, like a gold crucifix remaining. So I thought that, that was. I thought of, that was mighty nine eleven. Right. Am I allowed yeah. to say that? Yes, you're allowed to say <laughs> that. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Elon. The the Elon yeah. uh, Omar and uh, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez don't want you to say that it's going to trigger people. But she doesn't like mm, Israel. I forgot. Yeah, she's these are rough people. I mean, I really hope they get voted out. I mean, the one good news thing is Nancy Pelosi's daughter said that my mother is so vicious and so ruthless that she can cut your throat without you even feeling it. And by the way, metaphorically, I predict that she will cut both of their throats. They will be primaried and bounced. Uh, her, her daughter said that? Yeah, it was one of the more beautiful things that she said. She's an award-winning documentarian. Yeah, she t- remember and, we met Nancy Pelosi at the White House Christmas party? Yes. And she told us that her daughter was a filmmaker. Yeah, but you may not remember this part of the story, though. Alexandra Pelosi, who works for HBO, she was doing a film on campaign finance and, and fundraising and so forth. And so she asked to interview me. And so I had a 45-minute interview with her. And she was like, wait, 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 what? You just said that? And wait, what? You just said that? I said, yeah, I'm telling you the truth about how this stuff works. And she put the, the camera down and she said, okay, listen, you know, this is not how it works in Washington. That should have been a cue for me that I was going to not be able to survive all that. But Alexandra Pelosi is an award-winning documentarian, and she said it about her mom in a way that was very complimentary. She said to a reporter, they were asking her about what's your mom like and what's, what's she like working in the uh, Oh, so that was swamp. supposed to be a compliment? Yeah, because she was basically saying she knows how the game operates oh down if here. If one of my kids ever said going, that about me, I would be so upset. Right, well, you're not conditioned for politics and you're not, you're not living 
in that uh, in that political thing, you know. Wow. And I, I in the well, belly of the beast. You know, the exact quote: "She'll cut your head off, and you won't even know you're bleeding." So I think that's going to happen to these two. Metaphorically, of course, I don't need to be in the fake news media where someone says I'm wishing any violence or anything you like that. You are fake news. I don't. I don't. I certainly don't want that. I'm just saying oh that these two are uh, brutal. Uh, they should you, have like a bunch of Donald Trump sound bites as phone ringers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Imagine, think it's funny. Like, I think you could definitely do that. You could. You could. You could definitely it do would that. Be like, Trump is crazy over and over again <laughs> until you pick it up. It's, or that could be your wake up in the morning. That could be your alarm. <laughs> Trump is crazy. Well, you don't need that on your phone. You just Trump turn on is the crazy. News. Oh my just god! Could you imagine? But, uh, so did you did you watch? Man. I, I watched it this morning. <laughs> did you watch Pelosi, uh, uh, Speaker uh, Pelosi, on uh, sixty Minutes, babe? I didn't because I was knee deep in vomit on oh, Sunday right. night. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, the the green team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh we had my that. God. We had that going I'm going to punch out. No, so, Neil, you want to go red again, Neil? We can start talking about no, your so uh, personal life. Okay, you want to go Uncle red again? Neil. Keep keep sending that stuff. Listen, listen, let me tell you my yeah. story. So Friday, Thursday last week was Nick's fifth birthday, but we went out to dinner with our family on Friday night. You know, school week was over. Bringing him out to dinner. He picked a restaurant. Everyone's there. There's like a gazillion of us. The whole time he's complaining that he wants to go home, that he doesn't feel well, that he has a stomachache. So Anthony and I think that he's BSing because he actually picked this re- like out-of-the-box kind of nice-ish fine dining restaurant, so we were there forever. So we just thought he wanted to bail because it was boring. Meanwhile, we get him home, we put them to bed, and like one twenty-five a.m., I hear, Mommy, what? He's like throwing up in his bed like violently all over the place. Okay, so as and a, I'm like, oh my god, I totally am so such a bad mom. I was like telling him he was making it up. I just and dismissed him, and meanwhile, he really was legitimately sick. Um, anyway, cut to Sunday night. That happened to James, and it's even worse when the person can't talk to you because they just start spewing it all over the place like Monty Python. Do you? Do you think? So I missed sixty minutes. Okay. Do you think you're not even listening? I'm to listening, but I've got to ask the central question because uh, acquiring minds want to know the listeners' podcast. And then of course I got it because I was you, vomited upon. Okay. So, but do you feel guilty that you and I were given guff to young Nicholas? I just said that. I felt terrible. No, but I mean, you know, like. You, I right, just said I, I mean, felt yeah, so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like. But I mean, I, instead of comforting him and being yeah, maternal, still, I was like, no, you, you still, are just being a spoiled brat and you just want to leave the restaurant and you're totally fine. I should have known. I gave him a bowl of ice cream and he, at the restaurant and he was like, I'm good. I should have known right then and there he was being for reals. Funny, funny stuff. I, anyway. I, 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 I'm glad that uh, little James uh, can projectile vomit, right? Because this kid is like a legendary, he's like... A nine millimeter handgun when he projectile vomits, right? I mean, you're getting whole f- food. One of the things it's I've like learned about job of the hut through. Yeah, exactly. Head. It's one of the things I've learned about James's vomit is that he probably does, he needs to chew more. He probably needs a few more teeth yeah, in his mouth. Yeah, everything comes out. It's like whole. unbelievable. 
right? It, yeah, yeah. It's I was like, oh, he had watermelon? So, there was like a whole watermelon. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So we're going to segue back from children vomiting to AOC, AOC quitting Facebook. And so what do you say there? Tim Apple. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? I. This is probably one thing I agree with her on. When you and I, everything went bad, I, I got off of Facebook because I was like being like annihilated on it and I couldn't take it anymore. So I just, I just like made my account, whatever that is. It's like, it's not, it's like in limbo. So I didn't come off of it. Like my profile still exists, but I don't use it. But that, that's not just Facebook. It's everything. She has a point. Like, I think she has a point. I think that Albert Brooks said that we're going to learn that this sort of stuff is like smoking. It's addictive to look at, but it's actually very, very bad for your health. In this case, it's bad for your mental health. But everything she I said about it was actually I posted a beautiful picture of you, and I'm reading point. the comments on it, and it's like the oh, comments no. are absolutely See, that's revolting. Why you don't do that to me. Just all right. I'm going to delete the why? picture. What did they say? No, they're just. I'm not going to read them. I mean, I just, I just find that like. The comments are revolting. The people are revolting, and you know it's fine. But that's you're you're getting you're getting cesspool activity on these social media pages, and uh, you know who knows who these people are. And most of the comments, by the way, are not from verified people. If you want to clean up Facebook or Twitter, verify and digitize everybody's identity, and then what will happen is you'll have more social decorum. Okay, then before, now you have all these anonymous trolls. They can say and write whatever they want. Like one million penises? Yeah. It's a ridiculous It's a ridiculous comment, so I'm going to erase the photo. What about Dingleberry? Absolutely nothing. Love it just the way it was meant to be. Okay, well, that's... What about... That's, Joe, a lot of people said Joe Biden. That's funny. That, that's... Some of it's funny, some of it's nice, but some of it's disgusting, you know? Oh, like, let's see. Let's find a really disgusting one, like... uh, Oh, like this one? Divorce court. How about that one? I think it's it's just it's just silly. Casting couch. Yeah. It's just silly, you know. Biden creeping pisses, up on her. Pisses me off, you know. Pictures of her former boyfriends like me. So that guy's saying I was his former boyfriend. He was my boyfriend. Well, maybe I don't know. He's city a, ched. He's an he's anonymous. So seventeen he's, followers. Yeah. He's, he retweeted me. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I look just not even good in the picture, so I yelled at Anthony, but any hoo-ha. Don't be rude. Yeah, just <laughs> people are crazy, you know. Okay, moving on. The Iron Throne. So, All right, whatever. Uh, so <clears throat> let's go over these Mooch uh, and the Game Mrs. Tweets. I did, yeah. How was I, it? I watched it. I thought it was good, but not great. It was like a little dull, to be honest, comparatively to the other Game of Thrones episodes. Up. Maybe they're just revving up, but it seemed like they were trying. I guess they were out for you two years. So yeah, they were probably trying to lay the foundation. I thought the cool thing about it was that the the characters in Game of Thrones have by and large been apart from everybody. And so now they're starting to converge on each other. And I think that that's pretty cool. You know? Oh, you mean they were separate in the storyline and now they're all coming together? Uh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you... you I don't you know. Got, I've never yeah. watched a minute. So I got to get you into epi- episode one, season one, 
and let's see if it catches fire. You're not a science fiction person, though, so... It's not probably science not. fiction. Well, whatever it is, fantasy, whatever you want to call it. It's fantasy. It's, it's fantasy. Yeah, it's based not on reality. Like Lord of the Rings and all that jazz, I could never get into it. My mm-hmm. mom and my like brother loved it. I could mm-hmm. never hang with that. It's like so ridiculous. Who has dragons? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay, so what do you think about the uh, her quitting Facebook? Do you care? Who cares? Um, I mean, I don't even no, know but I think cares, I think it makes I think it makes sense. But poignant. let's let's go to these tweets. Yep. Because they, they're interesting. Uh, we we ask, how do you suggest kids and adults alike should use or limit social media? It's an addiction. Is it an addiction? And people are saying that it depends on their age. Um, no, but, it know, is an addiction for anyone at any age. Just mm-hmm. not social media, but just phones in general. Like I pick Nick up from school and the first thing he does is literally snatch the phone from my hand. He's like, can I have your phone? And he wants to either watch some silly episode of something on YouTube or he wants to play Mario Brothers or whatever. So it's not just social media. It's just the technology. It's like people love it. Again, we've talked about this before. I do not. And so that's everyone's biggest gripe about me is that I'm not in touch and that I don't pay enough attention to my phone and all this stuff because I absolutely hate it. I literally would rather talk to a human. I connect so much more with people when I when they put their phone down and I put my phone down. So I think that's one of the things I learned from Celebrity Big Brother, you know, that you don't really need the phone. I'm back to it. I know you'll say that about me, but I'm really trying to be less about it. No, I, I, um, I'm fine with and, it. The only thing know, that bothers me about it is if one of the kids is like trying to get your attention and I hear them call you three or four times and I'm like, okay, is he serious? I'm, I need to go in there and like whack me over the head with Yeah, something. like wake up. Because you're not going to have a two-year-old or a five-year-old very long, much you're, longer you're saying, right. daddy, daddy, like wanting all your attention. Try, so. to get, try to get off the phone if you can. I'm certainly trying to do that for myself. Two more quick things and then we're going to pop out of here. Bernie Sanders is part oh, of the 1%. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? I just laugh because it really makes me think it's like, oh, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. So he can shame everybody for being, you know, living the American dream and making money. So now they're going to caveat, oh, well, I made it writing a best-selling book. So if you made it on Wall Street or you made it as a movie star, then it doesn't count. It only counts because you made wrote a book and it like, no. A millionaire or despicable hypocrite. I mean, really, a, is a, a bozo, millionaire or making half a million dollars a on a book is making half a paying on, playing preying like, on simplistic on. ideologies. A I bozo totally hypocrite. agree. Like, dude, get with it. If it's not good for you, then it's not good for anybody. So, what about what about Melania being snubbed by Vogue? What's your opinion there? Well, I think Anna Wintour made it clear that she is someone who stands. For what she believes in and so she has her uh mindset on how things should go and so she doesn't want to have her on that's like saying you know like but i don't i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing so do you think do you think anthony's uh distracted trying to let somebody into the building we always get locked out of here yeah no i'm sorry we got bo deedle coming on next week's podcast so we, we we're going to do a little prep with him okay anyway it's just like, you know, you wouldn't have, uh, I don't think Charlie Kirk would be inviting me to TPUSA, you know what I'm saying? So do it's you, the same thing. Do, do it's you, like you you go for who you want to go oh, for. Okay, no, and, he probably would. Charlie would probably invite you on TPUSA. Okay. But 
But that's that's neither here you nor there. She saying. is the that, first was, was lady. No, I understand, but she's the first lady of the United States. She's part of the cultural zeitgeist, right, but and the so woman running the establishment censorship. So, so it's a little bit of cultural it's a censorship? censorship. I don't think so. All right, look, I'm I'm fine with it because it's free free enterprise system. I believe in the I free mean, press. You're, if you're they don't want to take her people. off it, but I think it's hypocrisy. You're limiting people to what they can see and hear. So I guess that is, is censorship, but. At the same time, I feel like it's her magazine. She, mm-hmm. I guess she's not trying to be unbiased. Yeah, but I, I love Stephanie Grisham's statement, who's the uh, comms director for the First Lady. Oh, I love the statement she yeah. put out. Yeah, Let's read it. To be on the cover of Vogue doesn't define Mrs. Trump. She's been there, done that long before she was First Lady. Her role as First Lady of the United States and all that she does is much more important than some superficial photo shoot and cover. Right. I totally Perfect. agree. But you know what annoys me more? about the Anna Wintour thing or just in general. It's not about censorship. It's about that she's completely and totally linked to her husband in every way, shape, and form. And that's, you should take her as an individual. Just because she's married to him doesn't mean she agrees with every single thing he says or does. I I actually believe it's probably the opposite. So it would be a nice way to get her voice out there to see what she really thinks about things, you know? So like I don't, you and I don't share a brain you know, she doesn't share a brain with him. They're two different people. So just like they're overly associated. Well, I mean, here's the thing I would say about uh, uh, our society now. It shouldn't be this split. and shouldn't be that ideologically schismatic. There are so many people at your magazine, Ms. Wintour, that actually like the president and the first lady, but they are now afraid to admit that because of your personality. There are people inside of Hollywood right. that happen to like the president and the first lady, but they come up to me when I'm in Hollywood and say, Psh, hey, I can't tell anybody I like Trump, but I really like Trump, but I don't want to lose my job as a key grip. I don't want to lose my job as a photographer or somebody that's on uh, on a stage somewhere. And so I think it's a form of censorship and I think it's very bad, you know? <laughs> so... All right. Well, we are uh, we're wrapping and we're heading for spring break Disney World, and uh, so the Mooch and the Misses will be, we'll be with back a special next guest week with a next special week. Guest. But in the meantime, catch us on on Twitter, Instagram. Anthony's starting to learn how to use Instagram. The old man that he is at Scaramucci. Got yep. got myself yep, verified. Yep, yep. Time to use it. Nice. All right. See God you bless. Next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.